0: to have another conversation with you about some of the stories that matter folks we have a show for you today after yesterday's conversation i was so moved last night that i spent a lot of time thinking about what does it mean to fight against the white gaze. What does it mean to do like Toni Morrison said, knock the white man off of your shoulders? What does it mean to see yourself and imagine yourself and move yourself beyond where you are at this moment? So I pulled the number of books off the shelf. I said, you know what, I got to go back. It was late last night. People should have been in bed. I'm up kind of studying and getting ready for today's show. And what I was drawn to which is going to help frame my conversation with my special guest today, is Ralph Ellison's book, Invisible Man. Now, if you have not read Invisible Man and you've gone to college, I have questions about whether or not you took an African-American history course. And if you are hanging out, you need to go and get Ralph Ellison's book, Invisible Man. Let me tell you why. Just one little quote that I think will help frame what we're talking about today. Listen to this. I am an invisible man. No, I'm not a spook like those who haunted Edgar Allan Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasmas. I am a man of substance, of flesh and bone, fiber and liquids. I might even be said to possess a mind. I am invisible simply because people refuse to see me. He talks about the fact that as black people in this country, we are invisible because white America refuses to see us. We are invisible. Why? Because race has gotten codified into law. Hence the need to teach about critical race theory, which is under attack. I am invisible because I have to have a month set aside to talk about my history. But we never really fully investigate that from March until January. We think we're teaching American history and what we're actually teaching is white American history. I am invisible simply because people refuse to see me. Do you recognize that we act and move from a space of invisibility? And so often the things that we do are in relation to what it means to be invisible in America, to only be seen because we are being criminalized, criminalized, only be seen because they think we're doing something wrong, only be seen when it's time to arrest us, to abuse us, to oppress us, to attack us, to harass us. That's the only time we're seen. I want to delve into that invisibility today. What does it mean to deal with the long-term impact of intergenerational trauma, racial trauma? The best person to have this conversation with is my next guest, not uh, a newcomer to the show. He's, he's, He's family at this point. Dr. Michael Bell... Rev. Dr. Michael Bell, Senior Pastor Dr. Michael Bell of the Greater St. Stephen First Church Baptist in Fort Worth, Texas. He is a former assistant professor of religion at Jarvis Christian College in Hawkins, Texas. In March of 2003, he was a recipient of the Invisible Giant Award presented by the National Civil Rights Institute and Museum located in Selma, Alabama. In the summer of 2009, he was recognized by INCOBRA, the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. And he has too many awards and recognitions to list. What gets me and what's at the heart of why I want him here is he has the long eye of history that he's bringing to the table today. Dr. Bell, how are you?
1: I am doing tremendously well. Thank you for having me, uh, Dr. Kay. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. Uh, when you said Invisible Man, the book Invisible Man, Raphael Ellison's book, uh, I started running to my library right then <laughs> uh, because, uh, because I needed to pull that out. Uh, But, uh, uh, and uh, uh, I I, I know that story, and uh, uh, I think today what we're going to be talking about is going to really be an eye-opener for a a lot of listeners.
0: Absolutely. And let me just bring you up to speed, Dr. Bell, because yesterday we had a lot of conversation on this show about Toni Morrison and the white gaze and why it's important for us as black folk to do what Toni Morrison said. She said, we got to sit down and knock the white man off our shoulders, the white man that whispers in our ear that we are not worthy, we are not needed, and we are not necessary to The building and formation and foundational interpass of this country. So we got to knock that off our shoulder. I want to start, Dr. Bell, with having you talk about why it is so important for black folks to stop seeing themselves with the white gaze.
1: Yesterday, I had a conversation uh, with a, a group of people and, uh, from our community, and uh, what we were talking about really was uh, the kind of trauma. Uh, one one person made a statement saying that, uh, that because they were in therapy, but uh, dealing with uh, PTSD, it was saying that, that uh, African-Americans across this country have to be suffering, uh, experiencing the uh, effects of PTSD uh, because of racism. Uh, at every turn, at every turn, especially now, uh, at every turn, we are facing a wall. And this wall is the wall of intentional discrimination and color prejudice, uh, and and just out and out racism. Uh, the uh, it seems as though uh, in our in, in especially in local politics, I think we talked about this before, Doctor K. Uh, especially in local politics, it seems as if the um, the alt right and Tea Party type crowd. It seems as though they're making inroads in local elections and just just at every turn, and so. What, what it's like is this is to, it's is to feel uh, the kind of, of of not good enough the the in, the inadequacy the uh, that that uh, we're we'll look we're we'll faced at every turn when we look at even at at uh, the visual media when we uh, read about what's going on in the uh, printed media uh, African Americans are vilified and demonized uh, and uh, uh, it seems as though uh, what we did at some point in time, Doctor K, and you, and I know you know this. And, may, and uh, at some point in time, we decided that our own uh, media was not uh, 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 good enough, or robust enough. Or I don't know what happened, but now uh, it, it, what we are doing is that we're experiencing the, the white person's take, uh, white America's take on even what's going on in our communities, and, and something has to be done about that, and we're going to have to move. Uh, uh i think uh, uh in in some uh, uh progressive ways but in some uh, but but in, in in ways that's going to make the the kind of uh progress we need to move out of this you uh, Ralph Ellison's invisible man is on point uh, especially when you talk about and, and you and i remember uh, uh reading that uh back in humanities class right <laughs> uh, back in college you you remember we that was one of the books we had to re- read i was at wiley college and uh we had to read that book and and when you read especially what what people who haven't read that may not know that this is the story of someone who was college educated right I'm and, and who was you know uh, what did you say now excuse me hello
0: i'm still here sir go ahead
1: okay yeah that and, and what happened this was a college educated person uh because you know a lot of times we feel like uh, we feel as if someone has, if they've had the education woman, uh, if they've if they had the, the exposure that somehow that uh, makes that person an exception, but Ralph Ellison's book uh, 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 attacks that uh, idea, that misconception, that myth right away.
0: Well, then let's get into what, how this is playing out. And I say that, uh, Dr. Bell, because people are quick to dismiss These conversations, oh, that there's injustice and there's inequality. I think people are almost racially fed up now like they mm-hmm. believe that we have had our moment, and I'm not talking about right. the Civil Rights Movement, when you've had your Black Lives Matter moment, we had all turned matter. the world around last year with George Floyd, like we've done everything, let's move beyond race, but there are people like me and perhaps like you saying, you know, we can't move beyond it because we haven't moved beyond it.
1: Uh, we, we, as a matter of fact, uh, rather than moving beyond our, our movement, taking the next step we've we've been regressing yes and, and this is obvious it, it, it's obvious uh, uh racism is codified now uh, as you stated and and uh, the legislation uh that's being passed uh really it it, it takes us back this this is all all uh, uh taking us back to another time it seems especially in texas the 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 kinds of laws that the second uh legislative session passed uh and uh, uh those kinds of laws uh uh that that really dealing with voter uh, registration dealing with the this this myth about the uh, uh uh CRT the critical race theory and so forth uh it we have we have taken steps back and uh, uh we things ha- have become worse and now what they what what has happened is that uh, there's this this pushback that says, okay, uh, the, the time has passed for this conversation. 20. We need to not see race, uh, and they're even quoting uh, Dr. King, uh, the character. We need to oh, look yeah, at the content
0: not, of your character.
1: Yeah, content of your character rather than the color of your skin, and and they're 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 using those kinds of of, of, of statements that Dr. King and others have made. Uh, and, and taking them out of context, just like they've taken the CRT uh, totally out of context, made it the bugbear, and so uh, this, this is what we're facing now. This racism is less stealth. It it, it was becoming, uh, it had become a little stealth, right. uh, uh, where 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 you you you, you couldn't quite uh, put your, you could put your couldn't quite put your finger on it, let's right. say it like that. Right. But now it's become uh, uh, where. Uh, we, 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 we're experiencing this uh, in, in, a, in a very real way and in real time. Well, that's and, because uh,
0: there's more support for it, right? So so let's take a oh look my, at what's... But, yes. So in Tennessee, just to lay this down, there's a they passed a law in Tennessee, and, it, and Tennessee, of course, is not the first one, because I want to get to Texas, right? And we know we got to go to Florida as well. But Tennessee just passed their bill, which makes it illegal. So new law. It makes it illegal for any public K-12 school to teach that one race is inherently superior to another, to teach that people are inherently privileged or racist because of their race or sex, or that people's moral character is determined by race or sex. In other words, do not teach about racism. Do not teach about white supremacy. Do not mention that a person is racist, do not talk about the white gays. don't talk about any of Dr. King's speeches after he gave that one in 63. Don't talk about anything beyond that. We want to keep it to where the history, as they said, is taught from both sides. Talk about the Holocaust and those who don't believe there's a Holocaust. Talk about slavery by talking about those who are enslaved as well as from the plantation owner's perspective. It has to be a balanced perspective here.
1: Right, right. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 I, I just uh, uh, was dealing with that about uh, what the, uh, the that that uh, Tennessee passed that law that was banning teachers uh, from teaching those types of concepts and ideas. And uh, but what? But then, what's left? Is the thing if, if 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 what's left? What's left is a whitewashed uh, 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 perspective on history. What's left? is really, a, 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 and I'm saying this, a party line. That's literally what, what's left. And right. and, they're, and it's expecting everyone to walk lockstep with the party line. These teachers, uh, the superintendent of uh, Fort Worth ISD was uh, with uh, a group that I lead on last week, and uh, one thing he, he was talking about, they have to have someone to monitor the teachers here in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is, not, which is between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. In the Metroplex area, in Grand Prairie, just out of Grand Prairie, that was a principal. The first black principal of the school was 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 uh, fired by the school board because the the parents said that uh, that this uh, uh, principal uh, uh, somehow was was pushing diversity, and they didn't say it like that. They they that what they did is that they cloaked it in in another very uh, weak argument. And, and the school board uh, jumped on it and fired him. Uh, other things are going on. Uh, these are uh, atrocities that we're experiencing on a daily basis here. Uh, and I'm sure that in Tennessee and those other states that have embraced this kind of foolishness. And, uh, it, but here's what, what's happened. We know what's left. What's left is this, this sanitized version of American history where uh, the, the indigenous people are, are still savages where uh, the uh, the uh, uh, our ancestors uh, somehow they were rescued from a, a, a worse uh, a plight a worse environment over in Africa and brought here and we ought to be just be really glad celebrating uh, because uh, we were brought over here in, into this country because otherwise we would be suffering the same plight uh, that that uh, uh, this that others are suffering on the continent so to speak and so, this kind of, 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 of whitewashing, uh, I'm looking for uh, somewhere uh, some, some, uh, for us to push back legislatively. Uh, uh, how do we push back on this, Dr. K? Because, because this has been the subject of our conversation for the last uh, several months here in different forums and think tanks here. Uh, and I'm, how do we push back?
0: And that is where our conversation is. What does pushing back mean? Now, I want to pull out that when this law was signed in Tennessee, I think it's important to note that the governor signed this law on May 25th, one year to the day after the murder of George Floyd. I don't believe in coincidences when it comes to racial injustice. I do not. I think it's very significant that on the same day that we are recognizing what happened to George Floyd, you sign a law to make it illegal to teach about black history. Because when you ban critical race theory, what you're really talking about is teaching anything other than white American history. That's what you're talking about.
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, that that governor, Tennessee's Governor Bill Lee, uh, when he signed that that, uh, measure into law, uh, uh, and, and not only uh, Tennessee, also you—you know—you uh, you're well aware of the other states that have already that, that have signed uh, in the in process of oh, signing laws: states. Idaho, yes. Oklahoma, Arkansas, so forth. And and the thing is, is this is that uh, they, they're using all uh, they're using these arguments that, that these made up arguments. You're talking about fake news. They're using these made up arguments uh, to uh, against, uh, for instance, the CRT. That they they've just they've just put content in, in, into CRT that does did not exist prior to uh, this kind of pushback that we're experiencing, and 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 this is really a push against diversity, uh, a push uh, against any forward movement. Anything that even slightly resembles equity uh, in in the courtroom and in the classroom and across uh, the the length and breadth of this co- this country in ways that really matter. And so, uh, uh, what's what's going on now is this is that uh, uh, we this this is a frontal assault. Uh, 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 this a frontal assault on on just uh, 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 any kind of of, of of really human rights and civil right. rights. Any kind of progress that, that have been made? Uh, uh, who, who was that? Vincent Harding said that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., we spoke about him and how they're using that speech on, on the, oh, yes. uh, uh, the, the 1963 speech, uh, uh, the, the March on Washington. Hardin says that he's been freeze-framed on that, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial.
0: Right. And uh, And I appreciate Vincent Hardy for saying that. We we know, Dr. Bell, right, Right. that those of us who are historians, we've been saying that for years. I mean, how long has Dr. Claiborne Carson (laughs) <laughs> who was the inaugural director of the King? You know, working with the King papers that Coretta Scott King personally gave to him the handle. He's been saying for years, "Stop right. freeze framing Dr. King." You've pulled out this one speech. If you ask young people today, the the most recognizable speech is "I Have a Dream." They don't talk about you know falling asleep during the Great Revolution. That speech
1: where right. Dr. King right.
0: called on us to be vigilant at all times.
1: Right, right. They. Yeah. They, 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 and they they aren't going to talk about that and now uh, what they're doing is they're trying to seal the deal right right and, and, and making sure that 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 nothing nothing goes forward that is not that does not follow the party line and I, I keep going back to that because it's reminiscent of another place across the seas and what happened uh, 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 in, well I can say it uh, what happened in Germany early in Germany. Uh, I see I, I see uh, really uh, uh parallels about what happened in Germany with the rise of Nazism and I, I, I know how that sounds, Dr. K. No, but I believe
0: I, me. But but I but, but I get it. I know how it sounds as well, Pastor, but, but if we take a look, see this is what I try to tell people and I'd like to have your, your opinion on this. I tell people it's just like losing weight, right? If you just bear with me right. for a second, Doctor Pell. <laughs> if you spent a lifetime overeating Dieting one day you won't see a difference But if you do it every day You go out and you take that walk You make better choices every day Over a period of time You're going to wake up and begin to see some changes right? Other people will see the changes sooner Than you will see them in yourself that's how I see what's happening in this country. We're not going to wake up one day tomorrow and all of a sudden racism is out and it's prevalent. No, no, it's the small incremental steps, the baby steps. That if we don't stay awake and jump on those baby steps, we're going to end up a year out, two years out, five years out, and we're not going to recognize the conditions in which we're living under.
1: You're exactly right. Uh, it ha- it has been incremental. It has been gradual. And, and and it's taking place even as we speak right now, and uh, we we have to identify who our allies are in this struggle. Right. Who are given in the 21st century? Who are our allies? Uh, uh, because the, uh, uh, this past uh, on the 16th of October, this past uh, Saturday, was a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago. Uh, there was a, a big meeting down in Houston, Texas, uh, and it was uh, the American, what I call American folk religionists, and th- there are those who, who are adding fuel to this, who may be piloting this, uh, called the evangelicals, uh, the, uh, uh, the alt-right and the evangelicals, they have this marriage. But anyway, these American folk religionists, they had a, the, it's called the U.S. Pastor Council, and they had this conference, and this conference dealt with is race is racism really is systemic racism really mm. does it really exist in this country uh, uh, what uh, the bible and black lives matter and mm. all this kind of business just 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 demonizing every movement uh, every movement for uh, for justice and, and peace justice and equality in this country and 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 this is going on is is an ongoing something and, and, it's, and, and it's happening down in uh, uh, Cypress Fairbanks. Cypress Fairbanks is the uh, school district, is the third largest in Texas. And uh, right now, one school board member is African-American. And uh, they have a website labeling him, this website, labeling wow. him as a racist because he's called for equity.
0: See, But th- now so I'm going to have you is- hold on right there. That That's what we're holding Dr. Bell, we have a lot more to talk about. I want to talk about Claudette Coven trying to clear oh, her yes. name. I want to get into black-on-black crime, why I am tired of that particular language and how yeah. we need to start using other words to describe ourselves from a positive rather than from a negative. We're going to talk about all that when we return, so stay with us. of dr k i'm dr k wise whitehead i'm joined by dr michael bell a pastor out of texas uh, no stranger to our show senior pastor of greater saint stephen first church baptist in fort worth texas with a long eye of the civil rights movement and of history he's bringing that to the table dr bell thank you for staying with us are you still with us sir all right, so I can't hear Dr. Thank Bell? You. Thank you. There you so are. So. Hey, there you are. Thank you so much, sir. So let's talk for a second here because mm-hmm. we got to give people just a, a little bit of background history here, Dr. Bell. Before okay. Rosa Parks, but oh after my- Zora Neale Hurston... Mm-hmm. was Claudette Coven. And so people know, what? Rosa Parks, everybody knows exactly what I mean by that. But Zora Neale Hurston is also someone who chose not to get up. She was on the train, and she got mm-hmm. forcibly ejected from the train. So between Zora Neale Hurston and Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. there was a young woman called Claudette Coven, 15 years old. She, in 1955, months mm-hmm. before Rosa Parks made that decision, that calculated decision, Claudette Coven refused to surrender her seat on a segregated bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Right. She was arrested. She was convicted of assaulting a black police officer while being arrested. She was placed on probation, yet she never received notice that she finished the term and was on safe ground legally. Originally, the NAACP in Montgomery, Alabama, they were gonna wrap their whole Montgomery bus boycott around Claudette Coven. Until it came out. Now, I don't know if this is actually true, but what came out was that she was pregnant Mm -hmm. and there was a sense that we don't want to wrap our movement around an unwed, pregnant black teenage girl. You know, respectability Mm -hmm. policies is a real thing. So the mm-hmm. next person down the road, of course, was Rosa Parks, a wife, secretary of the NAACP, I mean, you know, a young sister, 34 or so years old, that she fit the mold of we can wrap ourselves around this person as the face of the movement rather than this pregnant black girl. We can't do that. Claudette Colvin, here we are. That was 1955. She's 82 years old. She's right. trying to get a judge now to finally... Still destroy and erase the records of her case because they're still active. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the work? That we have done, and I'm going to argue we have not been very successful as a nation, perhaps more successful within the black community, with teaching about the unsung heroes and sheroes of the civil rights movement. We've let America lead our children to believe it was Dr. King only, Rosa Parks only, and we don't talk about the Claudette Colvin's, the Bayard Rustin's of the world.
1: Absolutely. Uh, As a matter of fact, what has happened with that and by the way Claudette uh, Claudette Coben uh is one of my heroes nice and uh, 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 Claudette Coben was uh involved uh with the yeah, even at the time of her arrest uh when she was uh, by the way she was sitting in the color section i need to make that yeah, little on the
0: first row there
1: <laughs> she was sitting in the color section uh when the when the when the white woman came on and uh uh on the right and uh, I, I refused to give up, her, give up her, uh, her seat. She was in the colored section. And people don't know in the 21st century perhaps that uh, when, even when whites came on, if the white section was filled, then they, the, the colored the, the color section, those who were seated there, they would have to give up their seat, right. to the whites who came on board, uh, on, on the bus. And so I think that's important to note. It's also important to note that she was a member of the NAACP Youth Council, uh, Claudette, uh Colvin was. Uh, uh she uh, uh w- was involved uh in the uh work of the NAACP and she did all of this. She she was arrested uh nine months before uh Rosa Parks was and, and, and I like Claudette Colvin's uh, report on it that uh uh visually that's what it's basically aesthetically uh and uh that uh, Rosa Parks uh Rosa Parks is a hero of mine as well. But rosa Parks uh was the better choice that they could make and and there was some even in the civil rights movement at that time at the, in, in in that 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 stage uh who was saying that she was the better choice she was the more defensible choice and she was pregnant eventually had uh eventually uh, uh her son Raymond, who died by the way uh not too many years ago uh she's still living, but Raymond died uh 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 not too long ago but the bottom line is. That uh, she, uh, uh, Claudette Colbin is a person that we don't even talk about. See, they've chosen. Watch what has happened. You remember? Come on,
0: come it's, on, speak it, sir. They,
1: they've chosen our heroes and heroes. They, they, they. Uh, the, 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 those the, those in power have chosen. These are the ones that that you're going to herald, that you're going to uh, uh, lift up. Uh, that 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 uh, these these are your heroes. These are your heroes, and we we don't. If I mention the name Fred Shuttlesworth, who knows his name? Not at all.
0: Nope.
1: You see, and mm-hmm. so forth, and so so they, uh, they have chosen the, uh, those these persons that we are to to uh, look at admiringly, uh, and, and we and, and and there are a lot of invisible women and men even in our community. That's why, you know what happens, and i got to say this, i got to say this, Dr. K., at my church, every Sunday we do black history. Every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. We, because someone we have to take, a, especially in light of what's going on legislatively, we're going to have to find ways, avenues, and ways to get our history out there, to talk about, about the clotted uh, covens of the world. We're going to have to talk about and what, they, what they meant and what they even mean even now uh, to the movement, uh, Claudia Claudette Colvin uh, uh, retired a few years ago, and 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 we and, and we can mention her name right now. How many how many persons in our community know about her?
0: Now, I want to add something with that. Okay, so so now let, let's take this down a little bit deeper with sure. this, right? Because right. You know, let, let's go back so that people can understand why this is so important. Why okay. is it so important that Dr. Carter G. Woodson said, you know, we need Negro History Week? He what? said. It's not Negro History Week for the world. We need Negro History Week for us. Like, we need right. to have our teachers teaching Negro history to our Negro children. Because that was a term, you know, we called, we called, we were Negroes back then. Right. We evolved to black and African-American. I got that, folks. So don't, don't start calling me about the word Negroes. Go listen to Dr. <laughs> King's speeches. He uses that word, right? So he said we need Negro history for us i right. had judge billy murphy on the show dr bell mm-hmm. and judge billy murphy said look we need to do like the jewish community does they don't allow their history to right. be taught in the schools no no we're going to teach our children on saturdays and then right. they're right. going to go through their bar mitzvah and their bat mitzvah right to show that they not only know the history but they also have to learn the language Right. And they had to be able to read and study the word Because what the Jewish community talks about never again. Right. We have turned over. Here, see, this is where people get mad at me. We have turned over the teaching of our history, and we've trusted the school system to do right by us, and they have not.
1: And, the, and they aren't going to now, going to. especially. They Come have. A, and, and, the, and they aren't going to. You're exactly right, because the bottom line is this. Is that just as you said? Uh, 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 what what we've done? We've literally turned it over. We've turned. Listen, the the media highlights, underscores, and emphasizes who's important, who those who are important uh, to us. Uh, their names we can we can call, and people would automatically in our communicate community will automatically say, "I know that person. I know something about that person," and so forth. And what we know is really uh, uh, really uh, like. Uh, uh, a drop in in, uh, uh, in an ocean, a drop, drop water in an ocean. Bottom line is because we don't we don't hear about our our uh, the people in our community. I participated in Jewish Holocaust Remembrance services at at the synagogue, and 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 uh, they, and this is an annual uh, observance that they have, uh, the, and, and all of these other uh, observances, and there are multiple observances within uh, the Jewish community to so that. So that what happened during the Holocaust will not be forgotten, and uh, multiple movies. Think about all the movies that have uh, about the Holocaust that have uh, uh, received Academy Awards. Yes, Schindler's List, The Pianist. I mean, you can you can start the reader. Uh, You can start going up and down the list, and at the same time, what's going on is this: is that we are silent about our history. If we if we continue to be silent about our history, and and especially with the right now in this environment with the school district, they the 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 really pitiful uh, uh, effort they've made to teach anything about our history. That's going to that's going to be uh, even be lessened and diminished. And so something w- uh, that's why every Sunday, and I, I encourage I, I, w- I encourage other other pastors and, and so forth. It's our responsibility yes, it's our responsibility to open our mouths about what happened. We're not even you know what? We don't even want to hear too often. I've been in settings where and I, I, I was talking about what's going on, and others were talking about what's going on in our history, and, and we don't even want to hear about our own history because it embarrasses us. And part of this is because of the way that uh, that African Americans have been portrayed in the media. And right. so we want, and to we get supported
0: that. that portrayal. Let's be clear. Okay. Now I need to get okay. some phone calls in here, Doctor Bell. But I want to say one thing, just to add into what you're saying. Something you just said, Zora Neale Hurst once said, "If you're silent about your pain, mm. they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. That's it. If you don't oh, speak up, they'll they'll take you out and they'll right. say you what you either enjoyed it or you asked for it." Mm-hmm. That's 410 right. folks, let's get into the conversation with us. 410 319 8888. I have Dennis on the phone from Baltimore. Dennis, how are you? Welcome back to the show.
2: Hi, how are you doing, Dr. K? I'm
0: doing well, thank you.
2: Listen, I wanted to just reiterate on this. Basically, when I was coming up, my cousin's name was Promise King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't find out exactly what he did in the movement until I got into the military. And then they told me, basically, he, he was responsible for a lot of voter registration going back and forth in the South. Uh, the Ku Klux Klan used to have actually um, dead of alive, actually rewards on him because of what he did. And I didn't know anything about that until my friends that actually live in my grandmother's neighborhood, they would always tell me, said, so, Dennis, you know, the FBI is sitting out actually in front of your your grandmother's house. they behind me. Mm-hmm. They're on Clinton Street. They were actually on Howard Street. And I didn't know. I never made the connection. But the thing about it was, there's a plaque actually in Columbus, Georgia, that states how actually, you know, how involved that Promised King was. But what I gathered talking to my people and everything, that's my grandmother's second or third cousin.
0: Mm. So now, in putting his name out there, which I'm glad that you did, this is why our, the teaching of our history is so important, Dennis. I would say, just to add to what you're saying, that maybe that teaching of the history, would you agree that it starts in our own family first?
2: Yes, absolutely. And the sad part about it was I did not find out more about them. I was trying to get the security clearance because I was in the Air Force, and they brought that and threw it in my face. And I told them I didn't know too much about what was going on until I had to ask my grandmother. My grandmother was actually looking out for our safety when he was coming up. So he really didn't say too much about him. But he would, when he would come to stay, he'd stay two, three weeks at a time. And they would chase him from what I've been told all the way just about, almost to New, uh, actually to, to New York, and then they would stop. And he would come there just to get a rest, and then he'd go back out there again. And this went back to, like, 1949, up until basically I was, like, 11 to 12 years old. Wow. Well,
0: thank you for sharing this. We appreciate that. Thank you so much, Dennis. Dr. Bell, yeah. I just want to come back because I, I think w- what is hard for me to wrap my mind around is the ways in which we expect the system that has spent years on years oh. doing damage to our psyche, miseducating our children, oppressing our parents and grandparents, beating them down and trying to take everything from them why would we think that system would want to teach us that we're better than this
1: yeah, you, but part part of it part of it uh, as you know is that uh, we have this it's, it's like uh, an, an abused a uh, uh, child in some ways uh, uh, that that we we're, we're constantly hoping that and, and, and that even against all evidence the evidence is incontrovertible and yet we hope that somehow uh, there's going to be a turn. That they, that somehow this country is going to turn a corner. Uh, someone has said when you, when you see someone's behavior, that then then and, and when they it, then then that's who they are. Recognize yeah, who that they was.
0: Toni Morrison, right? When right, when, they, exactly. when people show you who they are, believe them the first time.
1: Exactly, and so so by now we know how what what's going on in this country. So no, it shouldn't be a secret, but but somehow there's something that's going on, and and it might be part of uh, what uh, the, the the this this trauma that that African Americans are, are are continuously experiencing here in this country is that part of it, and maybe that. That we we just what what they call the Stockholm syndrome.
0: Stop. Uh, let, let me it, say something, Doctor Bell. I'm sorry that the quote but, that I gave was not Toni Morrison, though I love Toni Morrison. That was Maya right. Angelou who said, Mind "When people right. show that's you who and, they are, believe them the first time. Because if you goodness. believe them the first time, you never have to go back. You don't have to ask questions. You believe right. them the first time."
1: But but you know what? You said something too. As I've said that 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 we have this just. This this bleak that will not go away, that somehow this country at some point in time, it's just it's, a, it's hoping against hope that somehow this country is going to make a turn for the better. You said something. But in the meantime, and I don't think it's going to happen uh, without the uh, uh, power concede's up without demand and never has, never will. <laughs> and so, never. Yeah, and I mean, so Frederick
0: Douglass taught us that. We should have believed yeah. it then. <laughs> right, and so so what's going to happen? But what's
1: going to happen, Doctor? You said it, we have to have to do this in the home. Yeah, so you go the maybe, home. maybe, you know what you gave me an idea. We have to prepare some kits for for our for those that teach in the home, teach our teach teach about our history in the home.
0: Now, here's the thing, Dr. Bell, that should get you because uh, as a national secretary of ASALA, you know, Carter G. Wilson's organization for people out here, the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, as a national secretary for the last six years, we do a kit. We do our Black History Bulletin, which has lesson plans for teachers. We do, you can order the kits and get them out. I'm like, why is it that people don't know that the work that Carter G. Wilson, the foundation that he laid, that then Mary McLeod Bethune stood on, and now Dr. Evelyn Brooks Higginbotham is standing on as our national president for the last six years. We've been doing the work. I'm like, come on, people. We set the Black History Month theme, not the White House, we give it to the White House. They are not that in tune with what's going on in our community. And that includes all the presidents. People that I'm not excluding anyone, Dr. Let <laughs> I me mean, just be clear.
1: <laughs> yeah, all of
0: yeah, all of them. You know, people get mad. I'm not excluding the forever president. I remember because under President Barack Obama's tenure, I was the only professor invited four years in a row to speak on a Black History Month panel at the White House. Every Black History Month, I was invited. Four years in a row. So I know that we mm. turned the White House black for February. Black mm. items were not on the agenda in March. We weren't talking about it in September. Wasn't part of what we were doing in October. Why? Because Barack Obama said, "I'm not the Black people's president. Right. I'm the president of the United States, even though we're like, no, no, he's our president. No, no, he told you he was not.
1: Right. We we, we got so desperate at one time that we said Clinton was. The Come first on
0: now. You know what? I mean, was, I'm, I'm gonna say yeah, y'all boomers crazy. did that, Doctor Bell.
1: That was, that was, <laughs> listen, 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 that was that was that was insanity. That was uh, that was. That was insanity. insanity because, uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the you' you're right you you're exactly right you t- just told the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth come on and what has to happen is this is that we're going to have to be, 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 be become proactive in making this happen because we've seen uh what uh the 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 uh, the, the white community the 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 politicians we've seen uh, we've seen what ha- ha- what it has been done and 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 it hasn't been, it hasn't been uh as if it's not as if we've seen some 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 every time we see what did, uh, Jesse Jackson said uh, we thought it was light at the end of a tunnel, but it's it was another a train, train. <laughs> it's
0: another train no, but but you know no what at, at some no point let, let me ask you this now just just go before because I'm going to go to Cheryl. I know Cheryl's on the sure. line. see, sure. I remember because you know I left college you know, much to the dismay of my daddy, I left mm. college for a minute and I went and I campaigned for Jesse Jackson. We were going to HBCUs throughout the South, getting people registered to vote so we can get Jesse into the White House, right? Mm, And so I remember that idea that, you know, you think it's another light, it's another train. And I remember thinking then, as I'm thinking now, well, when will black folks say, you know, we're not even going to go in the tunnel anymore. Right. Because every time we go in that tunnel called freedom and justice and liberty through America's system, we get hit by the train. Why not just come up with another way to get there?
1: Wow. That's D- k wow <laughs> excuse me because you're on point we shouldn't even go in that tunnel anymore because by now we should have learned come on uh that that hey that that is not listen I, i've said it over and again and wrote an article about it the bottom line is this we're in a caste system
0: yeah this
1: are. is a racial caste system we are. And, and 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 we we're going to have to uh uh look at uh, 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 first of all, recognize what where we are. You know, at the mall, it says you are here.
0: Right. Recognize
1: where you are. And right, right. you are here. We have we need to, and that's exactly what we need to do, so that so that we can uh, uh, move uh, that take take an alternative to that to that tunnel of despair that we continue to uh, uh, try and enter through that tunnel that hasn't uh, been uh, been uh, productive for us, fruitful no. for us. Uh, uh, any uh, positive for us, so we're going to have to do something different. You're exactly right.
0: We got to do something different. Let me get Cheryl on the phone. Cheryl's on the phone from Baltimore. Cheryl, how are you?
3: Hi, Dr. K. Um, so I grew up in Baltimore school, city schools. I remember when it was Black History Week. I was excited when it was Black History Month, and always thought something else was missing. Very inquisitive, but no one could answer my questions and. People around me in my circle weren't really talking about our experiences. I did some work on my own. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. I purchased Middle Passages, and I was mm-hmm. just like, but something's missing. And it wasn't until I attended Morgan State University and took the class, the African Diaspora, wow, and made the connection as an adult. It wasn't until I was at Morgan and had Humanities I, Humanities Two, and then transferred to the University of Baltimore, uh, where I graduated from, and was able to connect to African-American literature. We had that book in my home, but no one could tell me about the people world. Uh, and so now um, I'm teaching my grandson. These are the unknown people. You don't know what you don't know. Some more. So I'm teaching Some more. my grandson. My husband and I are, right now are writing a journal. Hopefully my grandson will turn it into a book. Like and that. we're calling it uh, the education of my grandson. I'm not going to say what his name is. I love that. It's his education. And so just so he will know what we've gone through, what our experiences are. And I uh, for so suggestion? I just wanted to sure. put it out there. Say Can for a
0: suggestion to you?
3: Yes.
0: So when my, when I had my oldest son, um, I started writing letters to my sons. I wrote my son, my oldest son, the first letter when I w- when he was in the womb, when I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even want to be a mother. So why, why did you choose me to be your mother? <laughs> how, how can I give you the tools to fight against injustice? How do I give you the tools to fight for yourself when I haven't even been able to craft the tools for myself? I wrote my son's letters all the way through. I mean, for everything. Every time there was something, I wrote him a letter. I would share the letters with them. I'd hide the letters in their shoe. I'd have them delivered to the school. I'd drop them Mm. in the mail. Their whole Mm -hmm. life was getting letters. When they got old enough, about three, four years ago, they said, you know, we should make a book out of this, Mom. I said, you know what? Go through the letters. You pick. You know, 25, 30 letters that you want me to kind of put out in the world. And it became my book, Letters to My Black Sons, Raising yes. Boys in a Post-Racial America. And all it starts with the very first letter from the womb, and it ends with the last letter when I saw my son going to a high school dance.
3: Yeah, wonderful. Tracking their wonderful. life. So,
0: you know, when, when you write this, this journal for your grandson, at some point ask him, hey, do you want to publish this? That way he can just decide what happens next.
3: Yeah, because he might
0: just want to be able to keep it to himself. Because my sons have about five books of journals from me. Yeah, some of them will never be published,
3: but some Some of them them won't. But some of them are in the book. Know your experiences, and so that's where we are. Yeah, I like that. I love HBCUs, and um, just everyone should just take a class, learn your history. Learn your history. They're not going to teach it. Thank you so much.
0: Dr. Bell, You're come back to you. So, so, yes, so right. Cheryl said something, Dr. Bell. I just want to ask you to comment on this, okay? She said, okay, you, know, okay. She said you don't know what you don't know, Right, right. Now, right. Dr. Bell, I am very patient with young people. I'm a professor at a university. I'm patient when young people have questions. That's my job, right? That's my right. calling, as my dad would say it. But when I meet adults who don't know, I'm not as patient. Because I'm like, look, y'all, you should be doing the hard work. Because you you have to see what's happening. Am I wrong in expecting that adults need to do some heavy lifting?
1: Of course not. Uh, I teach uh, uh, at graduate school students are at the Bright Divinity School, and uh, a lot of patience is required as well. <laughs> uh, especially these are older. These are these aren't millennials. These are older people who are on, some of them are on, some of them are on a second career and uh it is uh it is uh it is you're talking about uh, uh uh grading on your on on your on your nerves and and on everything else because they they ought to be able to and sometimes i even have if i if sometimes i have the opportunity to pull aside one of my african american students and say uh, "You should know this right. uh, you, you should really know this uh, you need to do some research on this uh and, and I'll, else I'll just write something down on a post-it uh note and give it uh to him or give it to her and say i need you to you to you to do this I need you to go find out this for
3: right.
1: me. You, you see because uh, it, it does we need to we we need to take uh, uh at least start taking back our lives there you in, go those there you go. Ways. that part take back our lives instead of instead of just yielding and, and our lives and abdicating our responsibilities to other people who really don't care. What did Michael Jackson say in that song? They don't care about us? They don't really care about us. (laughs) And and so we are going to have to do something. We're going to have to uh, do do something ourselves. And yes, it does. To answer your question, yes, it does. It it, it gets on my nerves.
0: And let me Uh, ask you, Pastor, because I'm going to take it back to the Bible. I know you're with us uh, for the next hour as well, because we've got to explore black-on-black crime and everything. But but I'm going to take a – you quoted Michael Jackson, okay? Right. I'm going to take, take it to the Bible here, because mm-hmm. what I always think about, you know, I'm a PK, is mm-hmm. Hosea 4.1, which mm-hmm. says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge. because mm-hmm. thou hast rejected knowledge. Mm-hmm. That that notice, that in this that one scripture there, it talks about the ignorance being willful, that the work right. is before you, and yet you are choosing not to learn. I understand the babies. I understand people kind of getting started, but I'm like, you know what, folks? At some point, we have to take back our history, and we have to teach it to our children.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, that, that passage, as a matter of fact, you, you again. I don't know, Doctor K. Uh, again, that that uh, you touched something. Touch you were talking about. We were talking about Claudette uh, Colvin, uh, one of my heroes, and that 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 verse. Hosea said four and six. Is, is is my verse, but my people are destroyed; they perish for lack of knowledge. And 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 and, and this is a willful something. I think. Watch this. He, here's the thing, and and, and and I know you know psychologically what's going on. What what's happening uh, in to a great extent is this is that we we have we'll this. We have to. What about the self hatred? How does that play into the equation? Right. The self hatred. How we were. How we grew up. Uh, many in my generation, many grew up rooting for Tarzan yeah. against the the, the, the the natives, the African natives. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, true. Grew, 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 re- rooting for Tarzan, literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy who had 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 really godlike qualities could could talk to that to the elephants <laughs> and the the aardvarks <laughs> and the and the antelopes. That's and the all kind of that. sickness we're and dealing it, with for real, was, though. Was, I mean that kind of this 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 Picture of 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 God, literally. That was that, that we were looking at every Saturday, and everybody was just at around the television set, just looking at at here here here's Tarzan. He Tarzan is going to come and rescue uh, whoever needs to be rescued. And all so, right. well, then, so know, Dr. Bell, Bell, I'm
0: telling you that we, this is an amazing conversation. I'm gonna have you hold on. Folks are talking about how Dr. Bell, the older, the older, wiser, biblical people, are essentially the library of our existence. Thank you so much, Jessica Hussein, because we're gonna keep the library of our existence, Dr. Michael Bell, on for the next hour. We're breaking all this down today, so stay with us.